All right, guys, welcome. Episode 15 of the No Hangover Podcast. This is the first one without our boy Jacob. It feels a little uh, feels a little different, but I feel like, you know, we're going to keep it going for you, brother. But this is your boy Eric speaking. What's up? Your favorite host is always, Jordan. It does feel weird without your boy Jacob, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. The energy's that, different in the room. Right, and that third mic's just right. lonely, awful, awful, awful lonely. Itself, right? And Jacob was on us forever about getting a third mic. Yeah, no, and then we finally did, and then he up and left. Nah. But, you know, Jacob's on to, uh, I wouldn't say bigger and better things, but um, a better situation for him right now. And he's, yeah, he's we making, hope he's going to be successful in it. And uh, He's opening his future up. and uh, It's going to help in his growth as a man, too. So I'm happy for him. Yeah, taking, I mean, know. and he's, and this, this goes for all of us. You know, if one of us is doing it, it's going to come back and, you know, benefit all of us. We're all, we're, like I said, we're all brothers. Like, you know, we, we say this and people might think we're playing, but this is this runs deeper oh, yeah, than it's blood. Yeah, it's it's deeper than no hangover. You know, it's been a real thing for years. But you know, like we said, we happy for Jacob. We know he's gonna make the situation work for him, and um, hopefully, he brings some of that uh, wisdom and maturity, wisdom, that newfound knowledge from Seattle back here, and we get to chop it up and do a no hangover episode like old times. You know, boom. Speaking of like that, kind of like this all kind of ties into what we're gonna be talking about today, as far as like. Right. We talk about a lot about music a lot and stuff, obviously. For sure. And you know, the music for me, the reason I love music and you know it's something that I you know I have a passion for is you know it could take you back to you know a certain a certain point in time and you feel like it's such vivid memories and listening to songs like this and it really does take you to a point where it's like damn like good right. times or it makes you feel a certain feeling again and yeah. it, music is a powerful thing. It is, and I definitely agree with that. And uh, for us. It definitely brings us back to a lot of moments together in our younger years because music has definitely been like a strong thing in our relationship. That's something that we've always gone back and forth on, agreed on, talked about. Disagreed on. For sure. All that. You know what I'm saying? And so, I would say, I mean, that's a big reason that, I mean, we're, we're it's good friends that we are. I mean, we sure. listen, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, and I mean, that we expose each other to, you know, different types of music. And, you know, I'll listen to something that, you know, you might have not listened to on your own, but I'll show you and vice versa. Right. You right, put right, me right. on to, you know, so much shit that, you know, if I was on my right. own, I might not, you know, reach out and, you know, you know, I'm going to give this that. a try. And, you know, but, right. you know, he'll send me something, share it with me. I'll tell him, like, oh, damn, like, right, right. nice. Yeah. <laughs> We've been sending each other different vibrations for a long time. Ten plus years, but ten plus. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a whole shit. Right. You, the countless amounts of songs, like Honestly. one that really that really sticks out to me. And it's funny that we were kind of at different places. Well, we not kind of we were at different places. This was uh, days before rodeo, right? Yep. That, that was one, uh, that was our first year of college. You were already in. I was in Virginia, right? And, and I, I remember when you sent that to me. And I was moving up to Gainesville at the time. I was literally in the process of we packed the car up. Me, Shane, and uh, Keegan and Skylar were driving up to Gainesville, and I said, "You know what's a two-hour trip? Let me go on SoundCloud because that's when SoundCloud was kind of big when we were younger. That's when it, it started, still kind of yeah. is it started, now. It, well, started, that's when it's like that's when it really started to pop. Yeah, and shit, and we was fucking with it. So, uh. Travis Scott shit was trending on my page, and I checked that shit out. That shit was a gem. 
from start to finish. But I sent it, I sent it to you probably after the second song I heard because I knew damn it was that type of vibration. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and that's what and that's kind of what's kept our friendship going. Like, besides that, but like we're able right. to you know send each other things and you know comment and right. And that's the beautiful and, thing about music. It always keeps people you know together, or it brings people together. You facts. know what I'm saying? Music is a common denominator between a lot of people. Yeah, but because like back to that, like for me, I was that was going to football like I was you know getting ready for fall camp and it was my first time and you know by myself but it's like at that same time it's like I know you were doing the same thing like it was your first time kind of venturing out and it's like it was kind of like a and funny enough like Travis Scott I feel like that was kind of like not his breakout but that's when he started making a name for himself and you can kind of tell that you well, know that was like kind of the maturation of exactly Travis Scott. exactly and it was a maturation of me and you as well exactly so I think that's why we related to it so much and like we got to watch him grow as an artist as we've grown as men exactly. now. So that, I, I think mean, that was definitely a, a beautiful album. Uh, not even an album because it was like a mixtape. But even if, since then, though, like... Uh, they, he had some uh, big songs on there. He had, what, Mama Cita with Young Thug and uh, uh, Rich Homie yeah, who were when he shit was, at the time. Yeah. They had... Um, Sloppy Toppy with the Migos who kind of were... That was... They were all coming up at too. the same time, yeah. Then he had his stuff. Backyard was, you know. Backyard, um, gray. I right. mean, really, like I said, start from start to finish. That is, uh, it is start to finish a hot one. And I was like, when I was up in camp, that was, you know, that's what I was listening to, like, you know, getting out right. of practice in between. Like, I, that shit was on repeat. Like, right. when I say it was on repeat, and right. that was the same thing for a uh, rodeo. After that, that was when I had just moved up to Pennsylvania, living with my dad, and that had just that was I had been there. I think maybe like a couple weeks a month or so like that for sure and then that dropped and it was just kind of like you know the soundtrack to i could take it back to you know driving around in these back Honestly. roads cornfields around right, me like right, going right. to you know looking yeah. for a job you know trying to get myself settled up there and shit and like right. that like i I have like vivid memories of that right listening like driving down and shit i felt so. the same way when we had the apartment my first little four bedroom apartment when uh me, Keegan, Shane, Skyler moved up there, and you know it was a party twenty four seven. So that definitely was a top album that was being played at the time. But I mean, that's later. And you know, speaking of our music discography together, like that's later. Yeah, that we was. Had yeah, plenty we had of our, we, we were already established by mm-hmm. then, for sure. And what we're doing for you guys now is kind of like putting together the albums and songs that kind of like molded us and that bring us back to like special moments. And that we grew with so you know uh, one that i don't have on this list right now that i that i wanted to add but i thought of it late was a uh, born sinner oh yeah Pop, born I forget born, born sinner. sinner born, born sinner. sinner was you know why because born sinner was a connection of friends too yeah who put us onto that uh yeah fucking joey joey yeah and at the time like that kind of like made us like that whole group we were just starting to hang out with yeah. each other and shit but yeah that definitely that album is that was a good album a classic at that time and it came out the same day as Jesus Jesus see Jesus for me like that like that does it takes me back to like when I think of it is you know we were riding a football practice, practice in the summer and stuff but like it just I don't know I didn't really think though. yeah it was it wasn't really I like, liked it it I grew Jesus it grew on me later like now can't I, hold my liquor send it up send it up like you put me on that you know what I'm saying down yeah. to New slaves, black skin. Yeah, some joints. The sounds were different. And that's definitely, I think we might have to put Yeezus on that list because we didn't have it on there before. Yeah. Yeezus was definitely an album that kind of like 
you know, can take us back to that moment. We can remember driving yeah. to, to practice and, yeah. and, and listening to that shit because it yeah. was it was different. It was polarizing. You know what I'm saying? That is true. That is true. It and is. Kanye, I mean, we've talked about Kanye a lot on this podcast, obviously, because he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And we talk about music a lot. But at that time, he was like, it was different. Yeah. He had, it know, was because the offbeat shit again. and the fucking, it right. was, it was. And like I said, it kind of grew up. Like I had like, now I look back at it and it's like, I could really appreciate it more. But at the right. time I was like, oh God, like right. it just didn't it. really stick I, for me. I remember liking it. I really did. Yeah. Cause you, you had that on, but for I had me, a it's, different, I had a different ear for, for some Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You, know you did. As do you though, for other shit. That's just how it went. And that's how we, we bring it together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But off the strength of Jesus, another album that came out that was influential at that time was Watch the Throne. Yes, sir. Jay Z and Kanye, another guy. <laughs> we were we, talk we, about we were together in the car when uh, I know when we heard it in the first the time, and now I was, when we heard niggas in Paris, I was like, "What? That's a moment." <laughs> we looked at each other like, "What is this? Like, That's this is moment. some other shit." And we talked about that guy that showed us earlier today. Yeah, Seabass, my guy. If you listening. We we appreciate you for putting hey, this on. Hey. He was an older. He was. Yeah, kinda, well, he's an OG. He was an OG he for is. sure for us growing up. Yeah. He was a senior when we were sophomores, mm-hmm. and he put us up on a lot of game. You know what I'm saying? We you know we had to we had little promotional cards with a bunch of discounts that we'd have to go out there and sell to people for ten dollars a piece. Yeah, and we so yeah. happened to be assigned to his group because he was a senior. He, he had, had the car. car. Yeah, we was the young boys. Me and Eric were both sophomores. Yeah. Just coming up, it was Purcell too, I think, and Keenan. No, I think there had to be another. It was one more person. It was either Purcell or Keenan. I know, but there had to be another upperclassman though. Yeah, he was in the front seat. Yeah, so it was three of us in the back. So it was one more guy. It might have been. I think it was Keenan. Seabass, yeah, he played that uh, niggas in Paris for the first time. And Otis. Ooh, he did. But that niggas in Paris, it that, hit so it really, different it because did. it had that. It has that uh, cut from Blades of Glory. Yeah, with Will Ferrell and. Um, Oh, what's his name? Your Napoleon boy, Dynamite. Your boy from Damn, Napoleon Dynamite. John Heater. Yeah. There you go. Napoleon Dynamite, though. Classic movie. I love that movie. What's that called? The, the move, The Flying Lotus? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to Watch the Throne. Yeah, it has some classic joints. Niggas in Paris, but one of my favorite, because my dad loved that album, too. And he used to always play it in the Lexus. He had yeah. a Lexus 350. Uh, 07. And um, if you had the CD... Illest Motherfucker Alive was a hidden track. Yeah. So one day, I, I remember vividly, we were at a car wash, and I think he was either a car... Yeah, we were at a car wash, and he was inside. We were vacuuming the car, and the album kind of just, like... It didn't go silent, but it just plays, like, a constant song mm-hmm. for, like, a good three minutes. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah, it's, like, three minutes. And then Illest Motherfucker Alive comes on. That shit is so crazy. It sounds like a like a like a movie coming on, probably, like cinematic. Probably, and then it leads in the ham. Yeah, which is another. Classic. That's probably I was about to say because I was on two K thirteen, right? And then, there, what that summer we that were, might be the first song that comes on when you turn it does. Name on. It does. That song that is should get you right. That song is right. man. That is so underrated. It that really song is. is so underrated. It really, it really is. But, but yeah, Watch the Throne definitely was. But Kanye, uh, I mean, Kanye is a constant influence because my first album that I bought was Graduation. Right, and, and I was like, Graduation. That's way earlier than yeah. high school. That's earlier than me and you. Yeah, it is because that's 07. It is. So you remember that uh, that uh, 
what there was a borders on uh on Redbug by the by the Target and all that. Right, right. That, that's where I bought it. I, I went there okay. with my sister and we I bought it with my own money. That was the first okay. album I bought with my own money. You take pride in that. And I tell yeah, I still I still got the 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 cover yeah, that it came in all that. You said but that shit hung up. I remember. I need I need to get my room together. Anyways, <laughs> um. I remember buying it and like being so excited because that, that was really the first time that I took like a deep dive like by myself into an album and I just kind of right. let myself listen to it because right. I went into my room and I had this little stereo a little CD player and I, I would play music on that I'll get CDs like I bought a lot of I had a uh, what the now it now is those albums that you know they put the like top uh Fucking songs of that year, you know what I'm right, talking yeah, about? Yeah, like yeah. now 16, yeah, and now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was the first album that I bought on my own. I remember like taking, like li- like sitting, putting that in, like laying on my floor and just listening to it. I mean, it has so many classic. It joints, really so does. I mean, good life to can't tell me nothing. Flashing flashing lights. lights. But one of my favorite is definitely I wonder. I love that. Oh yeah, I love that sample for some yes. reason. Yes. Oh man, man! And he is, was the best at that point. He and was. This was this was the third of, to me, like a great trilogy. It was a trilogy because essentially, yeah. College dropout, late registration, graduation. Graduation. I yeah. mean, and they all ascended. Like it you know really what I'm did. That album, start to finish. Really, the only song that I don't really like on there is "Drunken Hot Girls." But I like "Drunken Hot Girls." When I get a certain vibe, you got to be able to feel it. When it's late at night and you're driving. And you got, you know, yeah. you feel a little different. That's the thing, though. Like, I can listen to The way you to, listen to it. Yeah. With that voice in the back. Oh, the truck and Yeah, that shit. Nah, but, like, that's the only one if I had to skip right, one. Right, but, I like, if I'm mean. listening to it all, like, if I'm going to sit down, like, I'll play through it. Barry Bonds on there, too. He fucking, him and Wayne yeah, snap like Barry on Bonds. that shit. Barry Bonds and stuff. Well, speaking of Lil Wayne, just what with that fat Joe? What is it pulling that pulling thing? Yeah, he, he came back and he's. I feel like he's been throwing hints that he might come back. You know, go back to 08. But and, I, uh, what have I told you though? I've told you that he always has that though. But he doesn't do he it. He doesn't display it. But he's an artist. But when, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not gonna I always want to do that. That might feel old to him. You know, they try, artists always try and reinvent themselves. And yeah, do different shit. I get it. I get it. But so like, you can't hold. I can't expect Lil Wayne to be. No ceilings mixtape Lil Wayne for like on every record. But I mean your favorite your favorite rapper, Jay Z, he's stuck true to his shit and that's what's true. And like a guy like Pusha T. True. A guy like Pusha T, he's you know what he's and we talked about this I on, love that, Push, on that. But Push can only do one thing. Maybe I mean he did a few pop songs with uh, cl- uh with JT when he was with the nah, clips. Push is a beast. I can't take nothing away from Push. I really can't. I'm just he's a beast. Like Push, but nobody T, but nobody really talks about cocaine the way that Pusha T talks about. He cocaine. makes it sound elegant he and does. like it's a fucking like he does he, he <laughs> like he said he draws he paints he really he paints a picture with the powder <laughs> with that white powder. he really does he's one of <laughs> the best to ever do it. I don't know if he's the best. Rapping wise is yeah. I mean he bar for bar, like you know what you're gonna get, but that's what you were telling me when we're listening to that Gold Link album that what is it? Uh that he he, the one that he just dropped, what is it called? Coke White. No, but what is the album called? Oh, Diaspora. There you go. Um beautiful album. I'm glad that we're gonna talk about this. That is because that's a that's a pretty, you know, because we start listening to more, especially you start listening to more and then you start picking out songs right. from it and shit. That's but, the beautiful, beautiful thing about music. Sometimes it's about timing. Yep. Sometimes it grows on you. Sometimes you feel a song years later, months later, you know, sometimes you feel it instantly. You but know, the, one one that hit for me years later was Taylor Alderdice. 
Wiz Khalifa. That me one too. hit me it's senior funny. year. That one hit me like I like me I had heard of it and I had but like I really sat down and listened to it and when I think of it I go back to senior year like that and that came out what in 2012? Yeah. And what so 2 years later that's when I really started, you know, fucking with it and listening to it like that. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like music is yeah. if that's you, one of the best smokers album ever. Oh my god! And the way he has Rob Markman on there, narrate Rob the Markman shit too. on Twitter, <laughs> send all your hate, <laughs> hate mail. Yeah, that shit is tough. Oh, Wiz a goat too. Like, I'm, you know, I know, you, I know you don't like when I do that goat shit, but he's a legend. He's legendary too. He is. He Let is. me say that. But and we well, can, I, you gave me a little pushback when I when I was saying that he 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 has the potential to be uh, better than Snoop. He does. He. Okay, he does. I agree with you that he has the potential. Okay, does yeah. he do it? I don't know. That's hard. You talking about well, Snoop? He's been in movies. He's he's big global. But like, you from when they he's did transcended hip hop. He has, but he's older. He has twenty years on him. Right. Okay. And but like with that, because you were telling me that one of your arguments that stuck out to me was that uh, Snoop does a better R and B song, and I agree with you, but. But uh, well, really the the talent show from when they did that Mac and right. Dev movie good together. that that talent show he I think he uh, that song I think he he was better on that track than Snoop and the, he has the potential to do it that one that I showed you which he kind of raps uh back to winning on that Young Boys Fly Young or the Good Fly Young that one with Todd Dollar Signs right yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. he raps a little bit more on there but he can get on the R and B track and you know still keep that R and B feel but like he's rap to that shit yeah he is. He's very versatile. He can do a lot of different things, and he's done a lot of different things well for a long period of time. But he also, I feel like, and he raps about what he fucking does in real life. So sure. I, I respect that. So you gotta respect that. But he's so established, and he's such a like festival touring artist that like he's kind of good in a sense. So he can just continue to feed his fan base and not chase the big hit. Anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Maybe it's that he doesn't want to press that button and, you know what I'm saying, really play that game because he's done it and he's done it successfully and he has yeah. what he has. But moving forward, because we got a bunch of different shit to talk about. 28 grams was nice, too. 28 grams is nice. 28 grams. Man. I mean, you want to go early? We have, if we go early. Go ahead. What you got? How early mm. are you trying to go? Because I already took it back to 07. And I know, I know, I was, I know this is a greatest hits album, but Andre and Big Boy presents Outcast for me, like that's when my dad put me onto that. So I had to be when that came out. I that was in like what, like oh two, oh three, something like that. Well, I, so that's the first time that I really got exposed to rap that it left an imprint on me and like listen, man, that is a I don't I know it's the greatest hits, but I listen to that start to finish. The intro to it too. Which album? Uh, Andre and Big Boy presents Outcast. It is a greatest hits album, so it's kind of like you know it is gonna be good because Outcast is. Right. Yeah, they've had so many hits. I love Outcast. And Miles that, but Baghdad the end, was yeah, and that was, but and that was before they put out. I used uh, to make my dad play that shit on repeat and run that back again, <laughs> little kid in the car. So no, fresh. no, 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 run that, run that again. So fresh, so clean. That was that. Like that shit. That shit is honestly that they had organized noise. Organized noise don't get the credit they deserve. They made some of the illest shit ever. For those of you who don't know who organized what noise is from Atlanta, they produced shit for almost all of Outkast shit. They did shit for TLC, Goody Mob. Oh, they were signed to LaFace. 
I'm pretty sure. And LaFace, you know who LaFace Records is, right? Yeah. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. L.A. Reed. Yeah, because Childish Gambino said when hitting that in that uh, mixtape. Yeah. Right. They ran Atlanta at that time. They had Outkast. They had TLC. They had Usher. No, they didn't have Usher. Is Usher from Atlanta? I'm pretty sure Usher's from Atlanta, yeah. Another one. Yeah, Atlanta. Right. Atlanta has produced. Yeah, some of the greatest. That's they just a so, lot of people. So it's a factory. They just put them out. Right. No, but yeah, Outkast is one of the greatest too, and that's taking it real early. But let's take it back more to the time of like me and you early in high school. Let's go. What you got for me? Taylor Aldice was one of them, but earlier than that is probably. We could talk about our earliest music moment. That's probably BMF. BMF, yeah, because yeah, we were cool, but we played football together, yeah. so like we were like it, we were cool more by like association, by and like association, we're like kind of like because we're in, we're playing football, we so we had the respect. It was the, it was more of a respect thing than we were friends, yeah. and we had and some we classes. had mutual friends. Yeah, we would go to Anthony's all the time before football games yeah. and practice and shit like that. You know what yeah, saying? we did that. Shit was fun. As fuck. So yeah. I used to always used to have the headphones and the iPod. Yeah, the iPod back then. You used to have BMF, a fucking iPod Nano. That's that blowing was... money fast by Rick Ross. Yeah. That's off the and you. <laughs> what album? We is blowing that money of? fast. Uh, what? That had to be a. Uh... Mm, I'm not even gonna try. He had so many different styles. That was one. Of, that, that album was. Teflon Don. Oh, Teflon that. Don. MC Hammer's on that too. Live Free fast Mason. and die young. Live Ash- fast and die young with Kanye. Yeah. Ooh, that's Ash- super Mark high music. with super high with right. Neo. Aston Martin music is on that. Yeah, Damn. I forgot saying. about that. That's album. a great album too. Damn. So BMF though was my joint back then. Oh. I used to love listening. I would listen to it before games. Yeah, he and I remember. But we only played together two games. I know, but you. you would come up and be like, "Hey, let me yeah, let me yeah, get yeah. that BMF." <laughs> I'm like, "Great, I got you." I would need that shit. <laughs> My dog would load that shit up oh. for me. We'd be good to go. Hell yeah, that's the thing too. Like. I would always, I always had my headphones on me, my fucking right. front like for a, for a minute since like middle school. Like yeah. since I got it, I since I got a uh, iPod, I always had my headphones and music on me. Like right, but moving forward from that, probably sophomore year had to be take care. Ooh, take care, take, take care take hurts care. for me. That takes me like I love take care, but that, oh, I was going through a breakup that at that time. Yeah, I was oh, going shit. through a breakup, oh, and that, that shit hurt. Definitely for you. Ooh. Well, we was real close. We was real close around that time. We though. were. That shit I, fucking. That I shit hurts. That takes me that back shit. to. <laughs> My nigga went through it on that as a young lad. Oh man, let me not even get into it. Ooh, that one was. But, but it look, is a but, good. But album. music does that though. That's it a does. Good, that's a good example. It of, is. You know what I'm saying? Some people put like emotional attachments to music because of things like that. And it, it's a good feeling or a bad feeling. Yeah, bro. It just it's crazy how like a lot of that shit was like it was like a breakup album. I'm missing a longing for somebody album, and I was like, "Fuck, like, <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> like, this nigga was in there singing Marvin. I was every lyric. <laughs> he was up there, yo, word for word. Yo, that shit's crazy. Oh man, I'm just saying that. Do but that. <laughs> hell yeah, fucking right. It. That shit would get me back right. I, like at the end, or what? Hell yeah, fucking right. Was like towards the end. Yeah, but cameras, cameras, and, ooh, and good ones go. Yeah, that's. In the good. That's one of the Oof. Man. What else is on there? Um, That's it. He got, a, he got a, a feature from Andre 3000. Looking. I know, but Andre disses him on one song. What song after that? Solo? Yeah, he does diss him on Solo. Does he really? About not writing shit. Oh. Uh, 
I mean, shit. I mean, over my dead body, shot for me, headlines, yeah. crew love. Ooh. Crew love is, yeah. Take care, that took Dream. That took your boy somewhere else, too. Yeah, dude. Everybody want to know who the fuck he was. Buried alive. And then that's when the, all <laughs> his, that's when people started to get on his mixtapes, heavy. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that trilogy mixed. Trilogy I mean, wasn't completely it wasn't, out it, yet, that, Yeah, no, it wasn't. But, I mean, the trilogy mixtape of all three of those, like, right. man. But the concept of what the weekend was and the perception was a so dark mystery, so man. sick, raunchy. Dark mystery, like he'll raunchy, take you to his fucking had models <sighs> on drugs everywhere. Like the only time yeah. I, the first time I really seen him in action was in the Juicy J video that he did. Oh, man. and he fucking Juicy J fucking. And he's with some girls. And don't what he? There's some white girls sniffing coke. And yeah, and then he shoots. And they, He's, Juicy J fucking domes the fucking bad guy and yeah. the blood is all over the weekend. His he's face. just singing, laughing, like, ha ha. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, he looks real creepy. Like, you he know? is. Mysterious what he talked as about, fuck. What he talked about was some, like, real raunchy, raunchy shit. dark shit. Wait. That shit was captivating. He could sing so well. Like, yeah. his style was so different. You know, somebody else who was like that for me was uh, Tyler the Creator when he first came out. Like the shit that he would rap Super about, polarizing. it was it was the shock value of that. But like it was cat, like his visuals, and that's what really put him ahead. Was when I saw the video for she, that right. shit like was like, how are you singing about like being a fucking creep and like right. taking her dead body to the forest and fucking her and shit? And right. it's just like captivating. It was like what right. the f- like it what is, is this? VCR is another one. That video. It's like grainy, but like you get the rawness of the song and the video together, and it's like the first one I seen was uh, Earl. Was it Earl Sweatshirt? Oh, I know what you. I know what you're talking and about. They, they like put a bunch of different pills and different alcohol and juices and potion, all kinds of shit in a blender. <sighs> yeah, blend that shit up and drink it, and then they like start pulling out their teeth and, and ripping their, their nails off. Oh man. Start seizing like But the shock value that of was it. That shit for me too. But, but his biggest his biggest reach was Goblin, right? What do you mean his oh, biggest reach? What what song was it that came out? Yonkers. Yonkers I'm yeah, sorry. when he's eating the when he's eating the roach yeah. and shit. Yeah. And his eyes are real fucking black. Weird, I mean, because he had that. He had. I mean, on Goblin, uh, the picture of him is yeah, it's him, close. and then he has the cross upside down on his right. forehead. But like to take it from that to where he is now, because he just dropped Igor, and I was having a debate with somebody, and I I kind of jumped the jumped the gun a little bit and said that Igor was better than Flower Boy. Not true. Flower Boy, I went back and listened to it, like, start to finish, and it is seamless. It is seamless. Like, Igor is seamless, but, like, it. Flower Boy is, like, that is going to age so well. It is going to age so well. But that, I mean, for that, like, to from him talking about all this dark, you know, demonic fucking raping bitches and, you know, this right. shit and whatever to, like, right. where he is now, he's probably, he's right now, like he's Tyler one of the was, biggest artists right now. Right. I feel like Tyler has just always been naturally super talented but mm-hmm. he kind of like was funny and immature about yeah. shit so he wanted to make light of rap and now he's like at the he's point where it. he's like okay well you know I'm I'm in it I'm super yeah. talented and now I want to make different music and good music and you know what I'm saying yeah he wanted to change so. but Flower Boy and like like I said Flower Boy is a great album it is though. and that takes me Start and it, it's more recent that came out what two years ago now but that takes 2017 yeah so yeah. and bit that like I can remember you know this was what when did uh what was it? Hurricane Maria hit? Was it two years ago? I wasn't here. You got to tell me. So, I mean, I was living with my grandparents then, and I remember just having that thing on repeat, just chilling in the house, you know, because there's a hurricane going on, obviously, playing some 2K, like, with my grandparents, my family was there, like, and 
It's just crazy how like you can you'll listen to a song and it can just take you to a specific point and how like vivid that memory will be that how that you know music triggers that vivid memory is crazy, it really that is. is. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about music, nostalgia. So moving forward from that, because we started with we said take care, right? Yeah. So what else did we have anything that was pretty? Take care is what year? Twenty twelve. Yeah, it is. Okay, so then we had there was that 2011. Pe- Good Kid, Mad City, but that one hit for me later too. That one hit for me when I was in college. Good Kid, Mad City. Because my roommate had the CD and he would play it in his car. 2012 was rocky. ASAP. Well, talking about that that kind of like spring break time junior year, fucking uh, long live ASAP. Uh, I'm not a human being too came out around that time. The 2020 experience came out yeah. around that time. So like around that, we had like a great the, spring break. It was that spring yeah. break was fun. That really shit was, was fun. Really was. I worked that whole spring break. It was funner for you because you went out. Yeah, you should have. You should have. I don't know why. You, why didn't you end up not coming? I don't fucking know. That was so I was trying. I remember trying to convince you yeah. too, and you. That's just when we worked at the car wash. Yeah, though, we used to sit in the parking lot, and listen to. <laughs> Bro, working the at the car wash was fucking. Or the no, cobalt? For, for the fucking PT Cruiser, as much as I hated that car, that shit fucking hit. If you put, a, yeah, if you had a good song on there, it's like, yo, let's go hop in the PT real quick. Let's Back then, yeah, it did. That shit hit. Right. I hated it, but it was a love-hate <laughs> relationship. Betty, rest in peace. You know, I loved you, but I hated you at the same time. I don't know. Right. But long live ASAP, definitely. Um, but when, because the first song you showed me on that was... Uh, the first song, Long yeah. Live ASAP. That's the name of the song. That, for sure. I thought I probably the way that shit hit. Ooh, yeah. The fucking, like they were really for me. Like they were. The production they, was so different when you heard that, that deep voice shit. Yeah, like it was like Tyler cultish. The only ones that were doing that. Yeah, and now look at them they're over here, friends. And they beefed shit. because of they that. did. I remember you telling. I didn't know that, but I remember yeah, you did. telling me about that. They did. But like they 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 had like their own religion. It seemed like it was like worshiping their like crew and shit. And it was like it was just like whoa, like. Well, damn, that's different. some different like Persian rug or not a Persian rug. It is Persian rug. Is it? About, yeah. No, I thought that was Persian rugs is party next door. Oh, Persian wine. There you go. Right. With party rugs. next door too. A little. Why I'll, did not put him on that list. See, guy? I thought, and this is why I didn't put him on because all of it, I got, I caught him. I caught on him later late. though. I okay, caught so on him we'll, late. We're, we're gonna get into that later. We're, we have him on the list, so let's stay with ASAP Rocky. And but the um. Long live ASAP. Long live ASAP. That and was the first song Trap you played. Lord. Trap Lord. That came out a little. That came out. 2013. Yeah. That was junior year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> the, when we first but, saw the Shaba, when we first saw the Shaba video, that was me, you, and Steven. That was right. the like we were in Jordan's living room. This had to be. This was summertime, right? It was definitely summertime. And we were uh, when we would go to Jordan's house, he would put on MTV uh, videos, oh, MTV jams, MTV jams, I and we were jam. all me, Steven, and Jordan were sitting on the couch, and that shit came on. And the way that hit the video of it too, like the we visual danced of through it. the whole entire video, bro. That shit was wild. Bro. <laughs> Yo, like, just we didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like, it was crazy. Shit just hit, and we were like just. I don't know. It was oh a vibration. Oh my gosh. Like all and then we all like the song ended. We all looked at each other like damn, we really just danced through this whole thing, like just right. <laughs> chilling, like right. that and, shit was and, funny as yeah, fuck. That's Shava by ASAFR, by the way. But another one that did that for us off uh that Trap Lord album from ASAP Ferg was Let It Go. First song on the album. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the f- yeah, tell them tell them Ooh, about it. When I heard when Let I It Go, listen, so we were going to a, we were going to a party and Jacob actually happened to be driving. 
So Jordan had these. It was studio beats, right? He had right. studio beats, and I he was one of the first. Bro, he, he looked, the first yeah. Beats. He looked. He looked at me. He's like, bro, look, I got this song. Like, you need to hear this shit. And I'm, I was, you know, I was not. I was a little. I was on a higher level at that point in time. And he put the headphones on me and just let that shit ride. And he put the bass on. And I literally, I shit you not, I felt like I was on a rocket ship, like traveling through space. Like, and if you've heard the song, it kind of has like a like kind of like in like an Egyptian type of Egyptian, feel to yeah. it and it's like I'm thinking like there's pyramids and like palm trees and cats flying but bro I was on but it's another a hardcore, level it's like a hard rap song, it's some though. trap shit but that the oh my god like it was crazy how well that just took me to like another level and then I took the headphones off I'm looking at Jordan I'm like what the fuck like god damn that was crazy one of the hardest <laughs> yeah them beats would take you on a trip cause they had so much bass and you know they over your your, your headphones yeah, that shit was crazy. Man. But from Trap Lord, you know. See, because those were, but for for me, those were the only two songs that really, like, I went back right, and kind of right. listened to it, but for Trap Lord, those were the only we two. Yeah, that j- and Hood Pope. Hood Pope, Hood was, Pope cool. was all right, it, yeah. It brought me a little later. But moving forward from that, that, um, that was 2013. We said Good Kid, Mad City. Um, Nothing was the same, man, going yeah, into it. We definitely can do that. Nothing was the same was definitely a classic that can take me back to many moments honestly i could say that every drake album takes me to like i can pin, like i can pinpoint a certain time and because nothing yeah. was the same that was that was also you know the beginning of senior year football season this you know it that was in rotation a lot take care was the album for you cause yeah was, you know, uh thank me later that was the summer going into freshman year and i can remember that take like i can't put it at like a specific time but like that I summer i was hanging out with abner alone we I were riding bikes everywhere and just like bullshit being kids specific time on it me and nathan going to the Oviedo mall and going to FYE. Remember FYE? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, shit. FYE had that five. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> bro, you they had a whole there. arcade in that bitch, too. Right. And you could go there and you could scan the album. Yeah, and listen to and, that shit. And put the headphones on and listen to the whole album. Me and Nathan used to do that shit. We went to the FYE and like, yeah. listened to the whole Thank Me Later album. That shit was so hard, bro. That's when we were big Drake fans. Like, I've yeah. always been a big Drake fan, but like, that's when he was like... it. He was it. He's he was always coming. been it. That's which crazy. Is the, yeah. That's why he's so great. And that's what's crazy about him. But that's when he like, that was when. Like I that, said, "Tell me like, what's really Drake going on." When like, he kind of took you, over. You, you, you take lines. That's when he started. You know, kind of building those anthems and having those one liners. For, sure. For sure. Yeah. So, but that from that moment. that was summer going yeah, into freshman year. You that views that. for me, I was in Pennsylvania getting like I had already made the decision that I was going to move back down here to Florida, and that kind of dropped around the time where you was going to take me back to a moment too. That summer, kind of you know getting prepared to you know just working, doing this, that, and you know getting ready to move back down here. That was the end of April. Yeah, that, that shit dropped April. And my dad, my my dad like had just left, so he my dad moved, had moved back down here to uh, Jacksonville. So I had the townhouse that he was staying. I had that shit to myself for a month, and that's when that shit just dropped. And man, that was a solid time. I cannot right. complain about that at all. That shit was fun, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's that. And then uh, uh what's it called uh. What did he drop after that? Fucking, why can't I, more life? No, he didn't. If you're reading this, it's too. Oh, oh no, no, no. After views, you're right. More yeah, life. more I'm life, sure. and that's sure. when we were living together in the apartment. That was right. More life definitely was when we were living together. In the yeah, apartment. that, that was in nice. the thick of it. That was in the. It wasn't thick. That was in the back end because it dropped around February. Yeah, that, was the, that was the middle. That was the middle of when we were living together. It was a whole year that we lived together. That's true. I left about so a month and a half earlier. You though. did. That's right. You went up to Atlanta. That's true. Atlanta. 
But yeah, Drake is definitely on there um, with all his shit, basically. His uh, discography. But can we go back to the Weekend Trilogy? Or go we, ahead, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, dive into whatever you want to dive into, bro. Because that was definitely, what, sophomore year? I remember when the first song that I heard from him was What You Need and Miss uh, and, and what was it, Chemistry? You put me on, yeah. and we were sitting in the back. You gave me the headphone. I'm like, oh, shit, who is this guy? Like, it was, he just had a different sound. Like, that's what, like, a lot of it is just, like, especially if you're an artist coming up like that, and you kind of have that, you're trying to make that, it's just kind of having, like, a shock value to you. Yeah, and, like, it definitely had impact. And he, not for nothing, he sings incredible. His voice he's a great, is, yeah, yeah. He's a great. It's crazy. Because, sure. I mean, Starboy, too. Starboy is another one for me that I like for, because, I mean, that was when we were living in the apartment, too. Right. That is very true. I'm a motherfucking star boy. But he dropped uh, Beauty Behind the Madness the year before that. Like, he dropped Starboy pretty yeah, quick between he did. the time that uh, uh, Beauty Behind the Madness dropped. And I think he wanted to, like, kind of Re- cash I, in on the You know what? Probably the song that probably, like, I feel like embodies what The weekend was the most was Tell, uh, tell Your Friends. On Beauty Behind the Madness, go tell your friends about it, about That's it. True. Like he, I'm the nigga with the head singing about yeah. popping pills. Like that really, like that song was kind of like, all right, that was the old weekend. Then he kind of jumped into that star boy, like you know, the kind of right. pop star, like doing right. that pop shit. Which I mean, right. that's the. I, I feel like we're leaving Kendrick out of this a lot, and I can't leave Kendrick out because Kendrick brings me back to moments, especially my sophomore year, and I used to listen to. Overly dedicated and Section mm. 80 came out. HOC was one of my favorite songs. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of late on Kendrick. Late. Ignorance is Bliss off Overly Dedicated is one of my favorite. ADHD on, ADHD on Section 8. High Power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rigor Mortis. Ooh. Ooh. Michael Jordan. The Spiteful Chant. Like, damn. What? Yeah. Kendrick was a beast. When he I first was... came out and, like, he was. Before he was Kendrick, Big Dog Kendrick, yeah. what he is now, like the rumblings and like yeah. the the beginning shit of Kendrick was so hard and so crazy. I didn't hate on Kendrick. I was just kind of late on him. Like, I just didn't really, I just didn't really listen to him like that. Nah, Kendrick was a I never thought he was bad. I just didn't take the time to like. The first time I ever came across Kendrick, I'm pretty sure was. When he did uh, BET Cypher on the hip hop show, and he talked about licking Oprah's asshole, <laughs> I swear to God, like he had. But I'm trying to tell you, he had shock hey, value. That's, like that's you a said. billion dollar asshole. Well, he could really right rap, and he said some weird unorthodox, unorthodox shit, but it was a bar. Yeah. And then that's when I started looking him up, and I heard Rigor Mortis. Then I started hearing his other shit, Spiteful Chant, HOC, shit like that. Yeah. See, I see. I was only listening to like his mainstream shit. Like the stuff that I was playing, like those getting the radio play, because then he was on the he was on the uh, fucking problem when ASAP dropped his shit, and he was featuring on a lot of shit. But I didn't really take it. Cartoon like, and cereal. I was on ooh. him earlier. Cartoon and cereal is. Ooh, Fire. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I was on him earlier than all that other shit pop. Like sophomore years when I came across yeah. him. And you know what's funny? Somebody who really put me on him is Ray Masonette. Hmm. Jacob's over there with. Yeah. Not too much names, but. My boy from sophomore year, yeah, that I had a class with. Yeah, he put me on to Kendrick. He used to listen to him a lot. High Power, he put me on. I think he put me on Ignorance is Bliss, but he liked him a lot. He used to listen to him all the time. And yeah, definitely influenced me. Kendrick's a great, a great 
J. Cole, I really wasn't too big on J. Cole until Junior year, probably. No, senior year senior? when we got with Joey. Like I, I fucked with J. Cole, but so Born Center. Like 20, 2013, 2014? Yeah. Born is what really made me like yeah. him. I always liked him, but Born Sinners what made me like really Yeah. Like, yeah. Really love him as an artist. And even then I didn't even go back and listen to Born Sinner until like a year or so. I later. did like the song he had with Trey Songs though. Can't get enough. That and uh, Nobody's Perfect with uh, Isn't that oh, Missy yeah, Elliott yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on that? Yeah. yeah I like that shit yeah. But you're perfect for me Yeah, some joints Workout was cool at first uh, The song he has with me I never liked Workout um, Come Through and Chill Power Trip Power Trip He had another Power one He had another one on Miguel's album The first one that he dropped um, Him and Miguel have always had a good relationship Yeah They make good music They make good they music do. Damn, what is that called? It's gonna hold on real quick all I want is you. That was my shit. All I want is you now. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. No? Doesn't ring a bell? No, it does. Oh, damn, it's over here. <laughs> but I'm oh, looking at these other albums, too. Uh, um, well, one that I I didn't even have on the list that I should have was Ambition by Wale. True. That was... that. Ambi- uh, Wale was considered, like... Top he, dog at one yeah, point. Yeah, he was. He he. That, I mean, while. people were thinking that he might be next up. Yeah, like that. He was, and he then was, he just maybe he just didn't want to take that route or what it was. He doesn't really seem industry, like he, industry. Industry yeah. shit. I, I mean, because right. he still puts out. Yeah, I fuck with Wale as you know. Just yeah, Wale's had so nice. much shit. He really that Falorn uh, mixtape. Falorn mixtape. Uh, the Festivus mixtape. Festivus with a track. That you put, I remember when you, I remember when I heard that. I'm like, bro, what is that? You wouldn't tell me. I'm like, nah, no, I can't always give it to you. Sometimes I gotta have my own little thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Eventually, bro? you know, Eric did though, because <laughs> I would do that to him a lot to fuck with him. This nigga went and downloaded Shazam. Fuck yeah. And he, now he won't even, like, he don't acknowledge if it's hot, you know how I find out? He'll play it like <laughs> weeks or months later. And I'd be like, I'll peep. I'm like, this nigga then caught the shit and didn't even give me my praise. When we were young, though, yeah, we used to definitely go back and forth. We still do it now. Yeah, we we definitely give it up. Like you said, that that new Gold Link, that Diaspora, bro, that I put you on two joints on that because that Tyler one, that Tyler one was the first one you sent me. But I went but, back after no, that. I went listen to it with um, what's the one? The fucking the one that's playful. I know which one you're talking about. I can't. Damn. Joke Ting with Ari Pensmith. You did, yeah. I put you on. I played that too. I didn't send it to you, but I had been playing yeah. that, and I know you had heard it. We ain't on a Joke Ting. I play Zulu Screams too. Yeah, it's a good. It's actually that's a pretty. It's a good album. Start like, start to finish. It's it a is. good that album. Tip freestyle. I feel like vibe. it'll. That's one that'll grow. That'll age well. It will age that well. Too. Right. Yeah, that's my shit. And. Remember, what, I think I was telling you this when we were we went to the beach the other day. A lot of people were like, you know, when he came out with that one song um, with Shy Glizzy, uh, Crew, Crew. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to be a one hit wonder, one hit wonder, and were wondering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he ended up putting together a great project. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a great artist like that, you can take that time as long as the music matches. You just got to deliver. That's you it. You got to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all it is. That's For all sure. it is. You know, someone speaking of like more recent artists, like someone who I feel like is gonna have that, and I maybe it's just because I got a crush on her. But Kali Uchis, ooh, oh, yeah. that Uchis isolation album, special. the isolation yeah. album that she put out, like 
Great that was it was besides the fact that she is fine as she mm, is. But <laughs> she you moaned three times. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you like her. Yeah, she's bad. She's bad. But uh she like that was a great album. It really was. And I hope like hopefully she can build on that. It's a great album. I feel like she embodied a lot of different people's sound on that. Yeah. Like, she gives some good Erica Badu ish type style on there and She's good, man. Another one too that's kind of in that same kind of genre is Emotional Oranges. Yeah, I've heard a couple of their joints, but yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about the, uh, talk about them. Yeah, man. they're a good group. As up to that another night. album I want to go into, carrying on our connection in music, and one that's definitely like takes us back to certain moments. Our senior year, Stay Trippy, oh. Juicy J. Yeah, I mean that take me back to taking our first road trips to. Uh, a school that both recruited both of us, Ave Maria. That whole drive, I remember listening to that album mm-hmm. start to finish, and just so many joints that related to us. You know what uh, I'm saying? Man? See, it was a good and it's that, good and, that and playing football too. That was, oh, yeah, I mean, that sure. was in the in the locker room in rotation. Oh yeah, it was. Damn, how did I forget we had the fucking speaker in there? We used to yeah, but we used to get hype in there. We, we did, did you know, get, get lit a little bit, you know, turn up, go but hit Juicy some people. Juicy J had a strong influence on us in high school. Yeah, well, the Blue, Dream, people, the, uh, Blue Dream and Lean was one Blue of my Dream favorite. And Lean. And that was my sophomore year when that shit popped. What? And when he came out with it, that shit yeah. was so hard. That was that's two zips and a double cup. What I'm else he got I'm on getting, there? Uh, Stoner's night. Stoner's night. He has that uh, that. Uh, Flood out the club, strode them strippers love yeah. that with a who is it? Casey Veggies, I think it is. I'm gonna tell you right now. Zigzags is on there. Band oh, to make zigzags. her dance. Oh no, that's just the second one. With I'm that tripping. Space Coast purple. Let's get into the first one because the second one's a classic too. But the first one, he got uh, get higher, geeked up. What else? You tripping, man? We tripping, man. She dancing is hard on there. You want these racks? Zipping the double cup. You trippy, man, with Creation. Remember Creation? <laughs> Juicy J and Creation. Yeah, that's Stoner's Night done. Part 2. Stoner's Night Part 2 is that shit. Wiz. Wiz. Counting faces. I'm counting faces. Real hustlers don't dope. sleep. We taking <laughs> naps. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's cold. Oh, man. Oh uh, yeah, Juicy J, Juicy J, he's what probably like fucking seventy years old, still fucking partying his ass off. Nah, he ain't seventy. He, uh, might, yeah, he, nah. might he probably like in his forties. Yeah, but you know, 50. he just had a kid too. Did he really? Like two, a year, two years ago. Is he married or he got? A, I think he got. A, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I don't know. If, I'm just saying his. Like, I don't his, think it was no accident shit. Oh, okay. I think it was like, like I'm just thinking in his older age, like he nah, might be a little settled down a little bit. You know, might have a, uh, he a, trippy, ch- a trippy chick he is with settled him. Settled down. He does have a trippy chick with him. He does. I don't know if he's married to her, but I, last time I checked, I'm pretty sure he was in a consistent situation with his baby mama. Good for him. They're getting trippy together. For sure. But Juicy's a legend. He's definitely got to be on our list. Juicy J and Creation. Man, who else? I mean, there were so many people. There's one that. How can we leave out Wayne though? I feel like we've left out Wayne and Wayne that at that 08, time. Carter three. More well, than no, that. we said uh, fucking. Uh, I am that. not a human being. I'm not a human being too. I said I'm not a human being too. I threw that in there. We the didn't first, really talk about the it. First, I'm not a human being. Yeah. The Carter three. The Carter four. Thank me later. Thank me later two. No Thank ceilings. me later. 
Oh no, not that, that new was lady. Good. I'm tripping. Sorry for the wait. There Sorry for the wait too. I'm talking about Drake. <laughs> yeah, those two mixtapes, the dedications, the leak came out and I was like, what, Wayne? Uh, yeah, he did. He he. Wayne was, did so yeah. much in our high school time. He did from middle school to Wayne was. He did top three. Yeah, you're right. I was about How to we say. leave him out. We could never. Jacob would be so upset. I hope Jacob <laughs> listens to this whole episode. Jacob, <laughs> I did this part for you. Not much playing, but Jacob definitely would be bringing up Wayne. Yeah, I do. See, we do kind of sleep on Wayne a little we do bit, sleep but on the Wayne. the only reason I sleep on Wayne though, and I'll say it, is because he's he, quiet for the last. Well, not years. quiet, but like for as much as you know, I fuck with. I'm not a human being too. It was not that great. The Carter Four was. It didn't like. It he's was had big songs though. And I, it just hits. I don't know it. I he's don't know. He's had great albums too. He you has, do but that. don't do that. I'm not saying it's not we good. We can't sit here and praise Wayne, and you're gonna take away from. I'm him. not saying it's not good, but he kind of had a period there where he kind of fell off a little bit. It wasn't it's the a long music industry though. He's not the only one. I'm just, he's just not. Not everybody's Jay Z. Not everybody's Kanye West. Like he's he has some of those his, prede- parts. his predecessor hasn't fallen off at all yet. Drake. Yeah. Okay. Well. He's not Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great as well. Yeah, he is. No, you're right. You're right. One that I was going to say that was before our time, before we were even born, but it was Midnight Marauders that I had on there. I'm glad. I have that. That's the only CD it's, I have in my car. That brings me back to many moments. Yeah, it does. Because it was before our time, so it's like you can, you know. Right. But I was I was brought up on Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. My dad is the ultimate Tribe fan. So since... I was born, I'd probably been listening to it. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, like, my dad had Midnight Marauders on rotation between that, The Low End Theory, mm. and, what is it, Travels and Times? Whatever their first album is, I forget the name of it. Can you look, look up the first yeah. album? But definitely Midnight Marauders was this, what? Oh My God, 8 Million Stories, Lyrics to Go, The Chase Part 2. We can get down. And you, J. Cole, I mean, not even J. Cole. So many artists have sampled from just that album alone, not let alone their whole catalog, but just that album alone has sampled so much shit from that. Right, but they sculpted a lot of sound, too. They were one of the first to, like, fuse jazz and, like, hip-hop. Like, they changed music in a sense. A lot of people wanted to be like Tribe, the Pharrells, the Kanye West, people like that, the J. Dillas. They love that sound. And Tribe was, you know, one of the first to do it. Between them, De La Soul. People's Instinctive Travels and The Path of Rhythm. There you go. That's their first album. They have uh, Benita Applebaum on there. Yeah. Left My Wallet and El Segundo. And El Segundo. Yeah, that was one of their singles. Yeah, I love Tribe. Love them. Yeah. Rest in peace to Fife, though. One of the greatest to ever do it. Fife was a beast. The five foot assassin. The five foot assassin, man. Knocking fleas off his collar. <laughs> he has so many punchlines. <laughs> he does. He does. See, I mean, but, I would, but tip, Q-tip make you think. That's why he called him abstract. He really, I mean, it, yeah, he was. Tip is a beast. They both were a beast, though. That's crazy. That's you know crazy. It's crazy how you could just but, get But to I had that moment like growing that. up with me and my dad, and yeah. then. You fell in love with the album too, and then yeah. me and you would go back and forth yeah, on the yeah. shit. So, so like resurgence, of, the resurgence yeah. of it has you new know life. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I like I have I had heard of them and I had heard some songs from them, but I didn't really start listening to them until like 
when I lived in Pennsylvania. My so boss, gave my what? boss actually gave me the Midnight Marauder CD as a going away gift. And that's how I grew and, up listening to it. So it's, he, it hits different when you listen. To, I, I honestly feel like that with technology. I feel like it hits different. You listen to a whole album, yeah, all the way through, like mm-hmm. on CD or vinyl in other people's time. Yeah. Like it was a different feeling. I mean, and that's what it was because at that point I was working two jobs, and my second job was forty minutes away from almost from from or from right. where I was living. So like, I, essentially, I could listen to the whole album, you know one-way trip because it's what like 45 50 minutes long the album right and that's my whole that's my commute there and back so i'll right. just have that shit on loop on repeat right and that's a beautiful thing for me and like in our friendship the fact that is you're not you're the only person i know that i could go back and forth with on some tribe shit that i grew up with that's in my age group yeah period like, well i mean the thing with that too is that i mean me and yeah. you will if we hear something and it's we know it's some type right. of sample we can go back so like i said i had i had known of them but i had never taken that deep dive into their work until right. then so it's like right. they they had an influence on me without even knowing like without yeah. me even knowing exactly and that's where that i mean that's where you can really test up like a greatness of an artist or something like when they have influence on you and you even know about it exactly you got to figure that shit out (laughs) you do other in other news nba free agency and all that has the dust has settled we know we have a good idea of what the nba landscape is going to be looking like in the 2019 2020 season as far as rosters Kawhi pulled a okie doke do you know what i never would have expected like that's the last person I would have expected, like, pulling strings behind closed doors and, like, making things happen for, like, he really did take control of his career. And, like, I'm not going to you guys unless you get me another superstar. He really did. Not Well, not a suit. He's not a superstar, but another star player. And but PG I'm, as a number two, both of them, that defense, the, say whatever, but defensively, they're going to be locked up. Honestly. Between they're, him, they're Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harold. And Mo Harkless, that's starting five yeah, alone. That's true. Lockdown. It's gonna be crazy. Lou will coming off the bench. But I think that was his plan all along. Like Kawhi wanted to leave the Spurs to play with another big time guy and you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Do what he's gonna do now. He just so happened to win a fucking championship along the way, which is incredible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like he, know. you know, he just went to he kinda went to Toronto just for that little grace period, I feel like. Yeah. Ended up doing something special and winning a championship there. So. You can't, yeah, you can't. Be, if you're a Toronto fan, you can't be mad at him. No, you can't. Not at all. He delivered the ultimate. He did. Like he, he g- served gave y'all. you the ultimate parting gift. Like really here's did. a ring. You're never gonna be this good again. Bye. Honestly, and fucking fades away. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So it's gonna and be amazing gonna, to see what he does in LA with the Clippers and Paul George, Patrick Beverly, like you said, Lou Williams coming off the bench, Mo Harkless. It's gonna be. Something special to watch. And those rookies, too, from let's not that playoff about, run. Let's not forget about the other guys, you know, Los Angeles Lakers, who also play as uh, LeBron and AD. A lot of people, and it's, it's good that you say that because I feel like this is the first time in a while that people have been really sleeping on LeBron. Honestly, yeah. Well, people I mean, are counting them out. Like, it, they're wondering how it's going to work. And they, as soon I as mean, this news hit, exactly. that Kawhi and Paul yep. George went to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, he has some type of adversity, but maybe that's good for LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that. And especially coming off the season that he just had with the Lakers where he Obviously. was injured and, you know, the team didn't make the playoffs and everybody thought he was focused on other things and right. his complete focus wasn't on basketball. Now he's got, you know, some like a little adversity. And every time he's faced adversity in his career, basketball-wise, he's always answered in a big right. way. So He's the greatest. 
He is the greatest. So it's going to be crazy to see. But we also got uh, some interesting things going on in the East with Kendrick. Kendrick, I'm sorry. Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving going to the Nets. And DeAndre Jordan. I'll... I don't think they're going to win a championship ever. The shock value of it, though. All oh, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, the type of impact they had on free agency was big. Yeah. Two big marquee players going to the East and playing for the Nets and not going to the Knicks, which everybody expected them to go to. And kinda Isn't that funny? In both, in both uh, cities that have two teams, the star players kind of picked the, the little brother franchise of that city. They really did because the Brooklyn Nets are the little brother of that city. Mm-hmm. The Knicks have been an established team for so long. The, the Nets were brought over what year? 2012? I think at the beginning of this decade. Because they were still in New Jersey and when uh, LeBron went to Miami. So it had to be like probably 2011, 2012, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2012. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Look that up real quick. Yeah, definitely look that up. But. So that's crazy. I mean, it, it the, it's going to be the first time in. I think it feels like. Both sides, like of the NBA, the East and the West, are wide open. Like you kind of have a good idea of who the contenders are going to be. You know, on the East, the Bucks, the Sixers, uh, maybe the Pacers. Victor Oladipo. I mean, they were playing good, and then he got hurt, and he was he was proving that he was going to. You know, he's that All Star caliber player, like year in and year out. And in the in the East, you only need a, one superstar to you know get yourself to the finals. 2012 is when 2012. the Nets, but the the Nets organization has been around since 67. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. Well, first it was the New Jersey Nets in 1967, then it became the New York Nets in 68 through um, 1976. Or I'm sorry, through 1977. That's when they were with the ABA. And then they merged with the NBA in 1977 and became the New Jersey Nets. And then in 2012, they became the Brooklyn Nets. And that was your history lesson by <laughs> Professor Graves. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Sometimes we need to give facts. Hey, no, yeah, we yeah. have a lot of opinionated things on here. And no, you're right. You're there's right. There's some facts on the uh, Brooklyn Nets for that. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's definitely why. Because in the East, you only need one star though to get to the to get to the finals. As we've seen with. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. This well, I mean, year. if we're if we're looking at the teams how they are right now, like in the East, Giannis, Giannis, the Sixers have Embiid. You could I'll throw Ben Simmons in there as a difference maker in the East, just by the players that they have out there in the East. So, I mean, they have two, you know, arguable. Um, Kyrie to the Nets this year. Victor Oladipo on the on the Pacers. So I mean, if one of those, if one of them gets hot and they have the you know right pieces around them, you, you know you can get on a hot streak in the playoffs and carry yourself to the finals in the East. In the West, you kind of have you know it's two stars, and right. you kind of have you even you know going from the Warriors have Clay or they're not going to have they'll have them in like halfway through the maybe after the All Star break and yeah. and Steph Curry, um, James Harden, Chris Paul still, but I mean that's kind of debatable. That's a toxic situation. Bron, Bron and AD, Kawhi and Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley. Denver has Jamal Murray and Jokic. Right. Uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCullough. Right. So I mean, you it's know, like the, two yeah, you need a you need that second that second guy in the West. They're a little deeper. For sure. And I think Russell, and possibly by the time this podcast is heard, I think Russell's going to be traded. 
Yeah, Russell I mean, Westbrook that's from what, OKC real soon. I mean, that's what a lot of the talks have been. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot of teams that have been talked about. But where three, three, the, three, four, five. Do you teams. think he makes so if he goes to the East, he'll obviously make a difference right. on the team. He makes a difference anywhere he goes. Anywhere he goes. Yes. He's still one of the greatest players playing right now. You can't deny that. Now, does he shoot himself in the foot a lot? Yeah. Is his style bad sometimes? Yeah, but he's still okay. You're right. A yeah. marquee player. You're right. Nobody can deny that. You're right. Because I mean, I'm just going off of that. You know, he just. Well, that's because you're digging deeper, which yeah, which you have to do. But I mean, what he can do for a team. So what he's team? Gonna make a what difference. team do you think if he goes to to the East? So out of the teams in the East, what teams do you do you think that he would go to that he could make like? take them to that next level where they were a team that was like just out of the playoffs and he'll take them into the playoffs or a team that was already in the playoffs and he might take them to that, you know, championship, like are the coming out of the East that in, in that conversation, as far as a contender coming out of the East. I mean, obviously because you creates would, a one, two punch with a guy like Giannis, I feel like that's something special. Hmm. Um, Damn, I that feel, would be crazy. It would be crazy. <laughs> I don't know if they would do that, but that would be crazy. It would be crazy. Who knows? They could do that. That's the thing. You never that because that Paul George he, shit came out of fucking left field. Right. Who saw that coming? And it seems like Russell wants to go to a contender at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you heard about the the trade that was supposed to happen with Russell and Paul George going to, the, to Toronto. Yeah, uh, for uh, Siakam being the yeah. centerpiece with another with a couple other guys and some and some draft picks, but. Ended up not going through, but that tells you that Russell wants to go somewhere that's going to be a winning situation. Well, that was they they were doing that without Russell knowing. Like they were, he didn't know about that. And then when that got out and it didn't get through, that's when they're like, "Well, shit, that's out. We need to kind of like talk about this and sit down and you know maybe discuss a trade." And that's where okay, it's I didn't going. Know that part. Yeah. Okay. But so. you, so if he were to go to a situation like for the Bucks, which I don't think it would happen just because I don't know how, if they have the pieces and, and the draft picks and shit. I think it would be great. But do you think he would be able, be willing yes. to relinquish and become yes. that second option Yes. to Giannis? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I think I think he matures enough to realize. Mm, I don't know. He hasn't done it for how point, many years? I know, but at And he's going to just now do it? I don't know. But he no longer has to like hold that that stance of like being the completely loyal guy and like you know being the complete face of the organization like at this point i feel like he would do what he'd have to do to win a championship and play his role not be so worried about being that guy yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and having an organization on your back i think that's what this opportunity would do for him and i would hope that he would take advantage of it like that because he's now not going to be viewed as the guy that hopped on the team he was traded it yeah. so happened to be a good situation yeah you know what i'm saying so it would be beautiful for him to do what he has to do to uh win a championship with a, with a, with a team like that shit i've already seen this out there i hope i wouldn't mind if orlando trades for him they have they have a lot of centers a lot of forwards and they have draft picks that they could trade i mean and that's what that's they're not a win now situation for him though but sure it is in the East, they were an eight seed. And depending, like, and depending you know, on... You know what I was going to say? I would like to see him, if not, go to Milwaukee, um, the Pacers. Mm. I feel like him and Victor Oladipo would play well together. I mean, they played in OKC, exactly. and that didn't really work out. 
They didn't play bad together, though. I feel like Victor kind of improved as a player when he was with OKC. No. Uh, and then when he, he I mean, when he away, went to OKC, they, nobody thought any different of him when from when he was in Orlando to when he was in OKC. Everybody still kind of thought, you know, he was still on the fence. It like, eh, like kind yeah. of more leaning and towards so the So him bus. having his own situation. And then when he went that? to the Pacers is when he, you know, became an all-star that first season. He was show, taken off. Like, who, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Like, where was, right. where's this been? Right. So, I mean, I don't know how well that would work. May And, again, maybe if Russ is willing to, you know, take that step back and, you know, become the second more of a distributor and, you know, play smarter. Because really the thing with Russ is, like, he just his shot selection and like the timing mm. of it it's just like bro like what what like you're the point guard of the team you're supposed to be you know but i mean he's definitely shared the ball a lot too i mean he's triple double king last yeah two but, or three well years. he's a point guard so the assist but the rebounds are kind of you know they kind of well, pat those his, stats yeah, he a little his bit. stats on some shit but i i would hope he's gonna let all that he did it that's yeah. what i'm trying to say he did it and yeah he's done it so why continue now you don't have to do that now your your supreme focus should be doing what you have to do to win a championship. Should be, but I mean, from you know how he's been with you know the situation that he had with Kevin Durant and how and all that's played out. And but I mean, you don't think he's grown? He, I'm not. Maybe he has, but outside of basketball. But you know, playing you can be one way and in, in you know in your life, and then once you get on the court and that competitive nature starts going and those juices get going, like you you know start resorting to you know. If you're if you feel like you're on a losing situation or like you can't trust your teammates and essentially that's what it's been in OKC, he gets to the point where he just doesn't trust his teammates, so he tries to start doing everything on on his own. Right. And I mean, as great as a player he is and an athlete he is, he I mean he doesn't really have that great of a jumper. He he's kind of not. I don't I don't want to say a one trick pony. One of those things for him is his athleticism. Exactly, but that goes away, and he's getting older. Right. He's still so explosive. Bro. He is, but it's the it's the awareness that worries me about him is that he you know he I, he might think that you know if someone's not playing well he might resort back to the all right let me do it like I'm gonna do it all myself and that right. you can't win a championship like that. That's true. But the exciting thing is it adds to free agency. We get to see if he's gonna go to another situation. Yeah. We have the hope, you know, that he's gonna be a better player or he's gonna yeah. figure those things out. You know. Either way, we get to see him in a new situation. Yeah, that's and exciting, be exciting for any, yeah. I mean, any basketball fan. And this free agency has been exciting. So it has. We have some good things to look forward to next year. That's what I'm excited about. It really, and this is the first time in probably five years that the regular season is going to be interesting, and you know, it's going to add excitement to the regular that's season because yeah. the past five the balance years, is there yeah, more. Nobody really cared because we all knew that Golden State is going right. to win, and LeBron was running the East. Yeah, yeah, that's and this is true. the first time where. We LeBron's not in the East, East, and Golden State is, you know, they, the, they're vulnerable. They, they you know, are, they still are a contender, but they can, you know, it's possible to knock them down. That's very Every, true. The gap has closed, in, like, a lot, so. It has due to injuries and due to Kevin Durant leaving. Yeah, that and is. And they traded away Andre Iguodala. Is he? Are they going uh, to get out by Memphis? Are they going to buy him? I heard they're trying to trade him and try and get something for him. Which would be smart, I mean, instead yeah. of just buying them out, try and get what you can for them. But I guess if nobody wants to trade, then they might have to. But that's what I was hearing. Like, they're not just willing to just give them up like that willingly. They want some some return on that thing. Right. But, so, I mean, as far as who – how do you how do you see – who do you think is coming out of the West and the, and the East next year? If you had to pick – not even the finals, just who do you think are going to be the best two teams record-wise in the East and the West next year? 
Um, I think the Lakers, between the Lakers, I can give you three teams. Go ahead. The top three in each the conference. The top three then. for me is going to be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors. In the West. In the West. For me, in the East, I think it's going to be Milwaukee, Philly. I want to go with the Nets, but. No, no. I don't know. Kemba might be able to do something with Boston. Oh man, I forgot about Boston. Yeah, I feel like he'll probably be a better fit in that system than Kyrie was. And they might be. They might go back to how they were two years ago. They might because they got Ennis Cantor, and that's what they were missing. So who do you have if you don't have? Because I know you agree with me on Philly. I know you agree with me with Milwaukee. Yeah. So who do you think? Although Milwaukee did lose Malcolm Brogdon, but they still played without good without him in the playoffs. So. Hmm. I guess in the West it would be a combination. No, I'm talking about in the West, like my oh. top three. It, I don't. I guess it could be in that order. Uh, and the West is for you, who? Both LA teams and the Warriors. I don't. I'm not settled on the on the like particular order yet, but I right. think those are going to be the top three teams in the East. It's going right. to be yeah, Milwaukee, 76ers, and it's kind of a toss up for me right now between the Pacers and Boston. I have to give depending it to, on I have to give it to Boston on paper right now then. You have to. Over the Pacers. We got a healthy Victor hopefully yeah, he's coming back healthy. Yeah. And then you have some decent pieces there, but the Celtics have more on paper. They have a Jason Tatum, they have It's funny because I was actually I was having Walker. I was having a conversation and uh this person told me that they're they're not that high on Jason Tatum, that they think he's not that he's not all that. Interesting. You think you just had a good freshman? What say you that he had? I mean, he. What say you? He he. Did, I mean, I feel like he had a good rookie season, but I mean, you can only like measure that up so much because it's your rookie season, and so I mean, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. And then he did have a nice little, you know, playoff run. Right. He did yam. He did yam all over LeBron. That yeah, he yeah. was like all up I in his grill, you, yeah. but. Uh, and then he kind of like he didn't he kind of digressed a little bit this year, and I kind of blame that a little on Kyrie. So I maybe right. let's see like how he does when he's pretty much the the go to guy on offense this year for over Kemba because he's a bigger he's a bigger player. Kemba's a six one guy, right? He's uh, he might be like five eleven six foot. He's a small guy. Yeah, well they, they might give him six foot at least. I think yeah. he's, I think he's six one on paper though. Something like that. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie he's 6'1 in six real three? life, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Kyrie was 6'3". Yeah. And, I mean, you yourself, you, you feel like... Bigger guys in the Kem- NBA. Kemba forwards isn't, wing players isn't far will, off of Kyrie, you said, right? I Yeah, I think Kyrie is more talented, clearly, but I don't think much separates Kemba and as Kyrie as, as people think. As far as impact, as far as, like... The, I feel like scoring-wise, they're pretty... Because Kemba can score. I, he, he, he can't he, score he'll take off. Yeah, I feel like Pat Kyrie's got a better handle. He's probably a better finisher around the rim, but I feel like passing wise, Kemba might have the slight edge over him over on Kyrie. As far as defense, Kyrie don't play defense, and Kemba's a little bit smaller, so that, I mean they kind of have to hide him a little bit. But so he makes up with it for like his scrappiness and right. the hustle that he gives. So so we agree on the top three for both then. For for the West we do with yeah. the two LA teams and it's, Golden it's, State. Yeah. So we're gonna give it to California, period. Right. <laughs> Shit. And then on the East, 
we're going with Philly. We're going with the Bucks. Uh-huh. And that third person is it's said, between Boston. I'm going and with Indiana Boston for me. Okay, I'll just go with the Pacers then, just for okay. just for argument's sake. Then. All right. Because, I mean, they did add pieces, too. That's the thing. Like, a lot of the moves in the East have been more quiet, but they've been quality moves. Right. So A lot of the moves in the West have been more splash in your face, but, I mean, that's what you need in the West because it it seems like now if you don't have two stars, two all-stars, then you're at the bottom of the barrel. Well, uh, free agency definitely was exciting, and we got an exciting 2019-2020 season to look forward to. I'm we excited. gave our little predictions, and uh, we're going to see how they turn out come April. Playoff time, honestly. Sure. I mean, I'm excited for the regular season, though. So, we'll say August, or October when they start, right? They start in October? Yeah. I'm excited. I'll, like, this will probably be a year in, in a long time that I'll, like, actually sit down and watch games and – I feel like we did a lot of that though. I feel like we had we put them on, but there was more kind of like background noise. That's and true. That is true. When we it started getting towards playoff time, we like we oh, started yeah, we like hone in and we yeah. really sit there and watch it because it's. I mean, that's when it's the best basketball. Exactly. It's the most exciting. Especially, and and this was kind of like the beginning of, uh, you know, a little bit more parity in the league and you know, kind of more wide open with the run that Toronto had and. You know, that's true. Golden State falling off and or due to injury injuries right. and stuff. So that kind of opened up that box. And now with all the movement this year, like there's you know it's kind of no telling where we're going to be at. But uh, right. yeah, we're here. That's it. We're, here. we're done. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate everybody turn, uh, tuning in to episode fifteen. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Follow us on Instagram at no hangover podcast our twitter is no hangover 2 hey you got anything for me no i think that's it we appreciate the love we appreciate the the support um yeah thanks keep on showing it yes sir we out peace